Welcome to Think Queerly. I'm your host, Darren Steele, helping people lead from their difference to make a difference. Think Queerly is a queer thought leadership podcast and a publication on Medium at thinkqueerly.com that dissects the status quo through critical analysis and thoughtful dialogue. On the show, I talk about the unique and necessary social and cultural contributions that LGBTQ people offer humanity, and I share my evolving ideas about how we can create a more loving and accepting society for all people. Hey, I want to let you know that this is a slightly different episode in in how I prepared it. I did a Facebook Live this morning, and it is Tuesday, March 24th, and I was really happy with the outcome. And I thought, I want to save the the sound file and share this with you on my pat podcast. But just a, a warning that there are a couple of bumps in the sound where it kind of cuts out a little bit and you're missing a word or two. But when you're listening in context, it, you probably really won't miss anything. And in fact, when I was going and editing, I thought, there's no point really in cutting this out, because that'll be even more disruptive uh, to the the train of thought that you are listening to. This is something that I think will help you think about how you can be your best self right now during the COVID-19 pandemic, and how when you work on taking that personal responsibility to be in a, in a really good place so that you can manage your response to everything that's going on, that helps everyone else around you. And we need this uh, grounding right now so that, we can, so that we can move forward collectively and come out beautifully on the other side of this. So without any more to do, please enjoy the episode. Who do you want to be during this COVID-19 pandemic? I slept in this morning. I slept in till about 7.30. Usually I get up between 5 and 6. Christian, my partner, got up at 5 so that he could get to work on um, some work that he's finishing up for his master's. And I just couldn't do it. I I was really quite tired and worn out. I hadn't slept well. I was congested. And I was thinking. And I was thinking, and I was thinking, and I know a lot of you are thinking, and some of that thinking is turning into worry, panic, anger, frustration, feeling it to different degrees, we'll handle it to different degrees. And uh, yesterday, I believe it was, I wrote something on my profile page, I said, how can you be the best version of yourself during this time? And specifically during this time of unprecedented disruption. Now, in other words, I like to think and hope that most of us, we are all trying to do our very best and and to be our best. And things like respecting other people's space right now. Uh, it's it's I think the name social distancing is going to be changed very soon to physical distancing because we don't we don't need to not um stop being social. We can do that virtually. We can do that if we live with someone. Um, But it's about the two meters, the six feet of physical space. And we're doing these things out of the greatest humanitarian... What's the word I'm looking for? Reasons, which is to protect others. And 
To protect others, we have to first protect ourselves. To care for others, we have to first care for ourselves. This is this aspect of the greatest form of self-love is, is personal responsibility that I've spoken about in a, in a previous podcast that when we choose to take care of ourselves and take personal responsibility, that's not being selfish. That's not being egotistical. That's recognizing our connection, our oneness uh, with, with everyone else, with humanity. And it is really easy right now if you're, say, at home, whether you're somebody who works at home like I do. So there's an aspect that hasn't changed for me, but there are a lot of things that have changed. Or you're somebody who is now at home because your work is closed up and you're working remotely, working at home, or uh, you don't have work right now and you're at home and maybe you're worried about if you're going to be able to pay the rent, if you're going to be able to get groceries, if the shelves are going to have food supplies on them and you're reading too much of the news and then people are texting you something. Did you read this? Did you see this? And maybe you're checking a thread, uh, something on Twitter or something on Facebook um, the latest one was the list of essential businesses and people are now sharing that. And some people are getting up in arms about certain things and going into this panic mode and this, this, and what about these people? And this discussion, this monologue that I'm having here right now is not to lay any blame and not to say what's right or wrong, <clears throat> but this is a time where we do, let me back up, for myself to demonstrate a kind of leadership that I, I think we all generally want to embrace, which is who do we want to be during this very difficult time? What does that mean? It means it's very easy in times of disruption to, to lose our heads to go out of our minds, okay? And I'm gonna come back to that idea of going out of our minds, but disruption means we can't predict and we don't know how to respond. Now at a, at a neuroscience level and how our brains work, how we, how we manage ourselves in the world, how we are able to put one foot in the front, this you know, subconscious pattern behavioral programming that we've learned over many years, um, in times of disruption, we tend to go very animal, very mammalian brain, where we're seeking more comfort, we're seeking connection, we're seeking safety. We are trying to find that in the world around us so that we can feel like, okay, um, I know my place in the world. I know that I'm safe at home. I know that I'm safe in the sense that I'll have food. I know that I'm uh, safe in the sense that uh, somebody isn't going to take something away from me. I know that I'm safe in the sense that I have enough money to last until whatever all of those things are. But we can't predict. Every day we're reading different information. Every day we're told that there might be a longer duration to this um, isolation at home. Every day we're told that... Um, People are doing stupid things in certain areas of the country and that if they don't stop doing that, uh, there may be more rigid um, measures enforced that will limit our freedoms even more. And when we don't have freedom, 
we can't have personal growth. We can't have transformation. We can't feel like we are able to express who we are. And that's, that's our prefrontal cortex, our conscious brain, our thinking, our logic brain. So when we are stuck at home, it's very easy to go out of our minds. You'd almost think that if we're stuck at home, that you'd spend more time thinking, right? And in a sense, that's almost part of the problem. Because if we start thinking in response to the things that we're seeing going on, and then we start getting angry and upset, and I'll just give you an example. <clears throat> I was reading some responses to the announced list of essential businesses um, and any of those business that, businesses that are not essential that have to close by 11.59 uh, p.m. this evening, Tuesday, um, the uh, 24th of March. And sort of the anger, the passive aggressiveness, the presumptuousness that was going on. And I know all those words, when they come out of my mouth, sounds like I'm being judgmental. And I don't mean it to be. I just have to say that if anyone looked at this, if anyone else looked at this um, in, in a place of just pure observation, those would be fair words to use to label um, what people are experiencing and what people are saying. Okay. Um, and certainly I slide into that very easily right now too, but I don't want to be that person. That's what I mean. Who do you want to be during this COVID-19 epidemic and pandemic? I don't want to be this person that loses my shit. I don't want to be reactive because I've just been noticing on a physical level how my, my stomach has been bothering me, um, how I feel so much more tired in the early evening and I'm laying down and I'm escaping into Netflix. And it's not, it's not that there's anything wrong per se with escaping, but when you're doing too much escaping, is that actually helping you relax or is that like a drug? Um, to block you from really processing what you need to experience and understand um, so that you can create prediction and response. And you see, this is the problem with disruption is that when we don't have, you know, now I'm touching my, and I think everything that we're told not to touch our face, right? But I've been home, I've washed my hands. This is a disruptive moment right now in the middle of my Facebook live. I'm like, I'm seeing myself on the camera, touching my face and thinking, oh, I shouldn't be doing that. But oh, no, it is actually okay because I've washed my hands. Okay, coming back to what was I saying? <laughs> Prediction and response. Prediction and response. <sighs> when we can predict based on what we observe in our environment, then we can respond. And prediction is an understanding of what we've seen in the past. And uh, there are thousands and thousands of predictions going on in the level of our brain that we are not consciously aware of. They're happening all the time. Prediction can be as simple as, like I said earlier, walking. Um, one of your senses, maybe out of the corner of your eye, you just see that there's an indentation in the sidewalk. Now, in your prefrontal cortex, in your logical thinking brain, where you can have a conversation, where you can think about the future, you can plan your goals, you're actually not consciously saying, oh, my goodness, I see that there's a slight indentation in the sidewalk. Well, 
I better consider now how it is that I'm going to shift my balance to my right foot while I more carefully reach my right, uh, my left foot out further across the divide of that indentation such that I don't fall into the indentation and twist my ankle. No. We would never be able to get anywhere if we had to do everything on a conscious level. It would be like watching an episode of Family Guy when Peter is face down on the ground chewing gum because he can only do one thing at a time so he can't get up from the ground. That's prediction, which creates a set of skills and a set of behaviors and a set of reactions that go on autopilot. Now, when everything around us that we're seeing and we're hearing and we're being told doesn't match up with any of the predictions that we've been able to set into what's called our basal ganglia, which is the home of habit, which is the home of all so much automated programming from physical movement to other things that we just simply do and how we can drive a car while having a conversation. We then don't have response. We have something to fall back on, which is our prediction. So, when we feel calm, when we feel relaxed, which means when we don't feel in threat, and when we don't feel in threat, then we're able to actually think and logically come up with ways in which we can, we can manage ourselves, ways in which we can look at what has come before and take that prediction and then know how to respond. This is the time when you can think, okay, and speaking just for myself, I want to be able to calmly respond. I want to be able to take in the information of the day without losing my shit and, and getting too upset. So the way in which I can manage that for myself is I would set a, a time limit on reading the news. And maybe I will set a time of day when I'm going to read the news. And given that there's so much changing and that I actually do wish to know, this is just for me, I'll look a second time, but set a limit and notice in my own body and in my own sort of face and in my chest, do I feel like I'm breathing higher up in my chest? Do I feel like I'm getting flushed, which would be signs of tension, frustration, or anger, or upset? Okay, that's time for me to shut down reading the news so that I can go back into that calmness and that I can then think about what I've taken in and, and then determine how I'm going to best respond to this. I also know that during this time, who I want to be is a better leader, is someone who's available to help other people who are experiencing these challenges right now so that I can spend more time creating some content like this that I've been wanting to do for some time, but for whatever reason, I've decided not to, and I've made excuses. So here I am. And it's a challenge to myself because I know one of the best ways I can feel calm and centered and like I'm getting what I want from life is to be creative. There's a certain number of hours in the day. I have to do certain kinds of work to potential, to potentiate creating income, to potentiate building different aspects of my business to potentiate um, putting out there the, the ideas and the messaging and the kind of leadership that I want to offer to other people. 
and when I feel like I've done something in my day, I feel like I've, I've, I can witness, I can measure the outcome. And that is what sustains me. That is the person I want to be, to be a creator, to offer something to help people in this time that is challenging. So in a sense, when you ask yourself the question, who do I want to be during this COVID-19 pandemic, you're kind of reverse engineering, right? You're saying, okay, if I look at the times I've been the best of myself, when I've, I've excelled at something that I'm great at, or things that I love to do, or I'm living my purpose and working on my mission, and I'm working towards whatever goals and things that I want to work on, you're going back to those things, which were the prediction that allowed you to create the response. So who do you want to be? during this time of the COVID-19 epidemic with respect to um, whatever you're creating or your job or the relationship that you have with your partner, your friends, your family, your children, your, your pets. Um, all of that's based on perhaps past versions of yourself that could have been just as, as uh, a short time ago as only a month I'm not saying that you have to rely on who you've been in the past, but I'm saying in this time of disruption, when there's so much uncertainty and we feel like we can't grasp onto something that makes us feel like we have a, a foothold, look back to those times when you've been your best self, when you've done actions, when you've made choices, um, when you've proceeded in a particular way with your character that made you really proud to be who you are. Okay. So there's no right or wrong here. It's just something that I invite you to engage in, to think about as we are first compassionate towards ourselves, because that allows us to be compassionate and empathetic towards others. And as much as we need to practice the physical distancing, I think we also need to practice trigger distancing so that when you know what's going to set you off and notice when you start having that physical response, when you start feeling like you're going into panic, as soon as you can notice, then when you've got this idea set up for yourself and even better, if it's written down on a piece of paper or a post-it note, put it on the wall and you catch yourself and then you look over and you read, this is the person I want to be right now. That brings you back into your mind, into the prefrontal cortex into the place where you can think, where you can come up with the, the plans and the strategies so that you can take the, the appropriate steps um, or respond in the appropriate way to move towards that future outcome that you desire for yourself. Okay. So let's continue this conversation. Um, I look to, I look, I, I want to invite you to my Facebook group, Queer Leadership, and I have a link and I'll put another one in the show notes, but it's basically facebook.com slash groups slash queer leadership. I will be putting together some material shortly. My intention is for this weekend on how to create trust and certainty in these challenging times. I've spoken a little bit around what some of these ideas and thought processes and, and behaviors are that can bring you more of that certainty. But I have a 
depth, a step-by-step approach that really will require some looking inward and, and journaling out of the answers that will give you a set of tools and practices that can help bring you back to that thinking brain, to that place of calm, to that place of who you want to be during this COVID-19 epidemic, pandemic. (laughs) Until next time, take good care of yourself and find that place in yourself, that happy place, so to speak, that place where you know you are your best self and keep connecting with that. Because the more all of us can do that together, the better we're all going to be able to collectively respond and take personal and social responsibility for flattening this curve and being able to come out on the other side, hopefully in a very interesting new world, so to speak. All right, that's it for now.